0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's Daily Politics Podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman, and this is the Sunday Roundup. This week's political shows were dominated by the Israel Palestine conflict as Israel prepares for a land, sea, and air assault on Gaza. Israel has said it will not supply water, fuel, or electricity to the region unless Hamas releases its hostages and has instructed the people of Gaza to head south to avoid the imminent attack. A humanitarian disaster looms in an already densely populated area. And Victoria Derbyshire asked Israeli government advisor Mark Regev to respond to allegations that the actions of Israel could be breaking international law and even amount to war crimes. Regev denied the allegations, saying Israel works within the framework of international law. But he did imply Israel would target civilian zones when he pointed out that Hamas has built its military infrastructure underneath urban areas. Let me put this to you. Senior UN figures
1: have warned that some of Israel's actions could amount to a breach of international humanitarian law, possibly even war crimes under international law. Do you accept that?
2: I don't accept that. Israel works within the framework of international law, the rules of armed conflict, and by asking civilians to leave the territory, we're, we're making our effort to avoid civilian casualties. But as and one, I think that's as what, very...
1: sorry to, to interrupt. As one former UN head of humanitarian affairs said, Jan Egeland, the Israeli order for civilians to move from north to south is impossible and illegal. It amounts to forcible transfers and a war crime.
2: But she's also said there should be immediate ceasefire. And she's also said Israel can't target civilian areas where civilians are. Now, Hamas is only in civilian areas. Hamas has built its military infrastructure underneath urban areas.
1: Uh, You talked about Jan Egeland. I think you may be mistaking them for someone else. Jan Egeland
0: is a man. And so perhaps you've got the, the quotes wrong. Derbyshire also spoke to the head of the Palestinian Mission to the UK, Hassan Zomlot, who refuted Regev's suggestions that Israel was following international law. Zomlot claimed Regev was lying, that Israel had deliberately targeted hospitals and schools and described horrific conditions in Gaza, with people crammed in small houses, running out of medicine and food. He also said Israel's plan to wipe out Hamas can't work and that there is no military solution to the conflict.
3: I just hope the BBC will challenge this because this has gone on for a long time. He just claimed that Israel did not and will not target hospitals. Yesterday, one of the major hospitals was bombarded. We have statements by the archbishop, the Palestinian archbishop of the Anglican Church, all the churches in Jerusalem and here in the UK condemning that act. These lies, right live on camera, that Israel sticks to the rules of international law? Seriously? cutting food, electricity, targeting schools, churches, mosques, cutting off people from any sort of humanitarian assistance is the contours of international law? Does Mark Regev really know what international law is? Does he know that it is the responsibility of his government and his military to protect the lives of the civilians? I haven't seen images of fighters, Hamas fighters being killed. All the images we are receiving are families
1: being slaughtered. Can you tell me what you're hearing from family in Gaza, friends and contacts? What is the situation like there now? Horror. Horror.
3: Carnage. People... You know what? Not only the people who are sitting in their home like my own family and then, boom, they're dead. The father, the mother, the children, the grandmother, everybody like my own family. I'm talking about real experience here. But people who, for instance, have diabetes and now not only they don't have insulin, they don't have refrigerators to put their medicine. My sister lives in the south of Gaza. Her home has a capacity for seven. You know how many people now live with her? 150, 150. In one house? They sleep standing. No food, no electricity, complete blackout, no supplies, they're sitting ducks, but they're showing human Solidarity, together. They sleep two hours in rounds. The people are absolutely showing that courage. This is carnage and Israel claims on your programme that they respect the provision of international law and this is not the first time.
0: The UK government's position is to denounce the Hamas massacre and stand with Israel. Derbyshire asked Foreign Secretary James Cleverly if he was worried about the Palestinians being bombed by Israel and he admitted he was worried about the loss of life that will occur, although he suggested the situation in Gaza was caused in very large part by the decisions made by Hamas. Cleverly repeated that Israel has the right to protect itself from terrorist attacks, but said he had stressed the duty to minimise civilian casualties in every conversation he'd had with the Israeli government. That Israel says it's preparing
1: to um, attack Gaza by air, sea and land. The scale of this is huge. A million civilians, as you know, were told to move from the north to the south of Gaza. How worried are you about Palestinians in Gaza right now? Well, of course.
4: Of course, I look at the plight of the Palestinians in Gaza caused in very large part uh, by the decisions made by Hamas, where uh, water pipes, rather than being used to pump water around Gaza, are being turned into rockets to fire into Israel. This I'm asking
1: you about how worried uh, about you are about them now with... What's so, to come?
4: So, so we have been working to support the Palestinian people both on the West Bank and in Gaza uh, for, for many, many, many years because we are worried about the Palestinian uh, people. The actions, the, the terrorist atrocity that Hamas perpetrated will cause more difficulty for the Palestinian people. Um,
1: are you worried about them being bombed by Israel?
4: Well, of course we're worried about the, the loss of life in Gaza. But, uh, but the point that I have made consistently repeated by the Prime Minister and other world leaders, is Israel does have the right to defend itself and protect itself from terrorist attacks from Hamas coming out of uh, Gaza.
1: And does that mean... They do have
4: a duty to minimise uh, civilian casualties, and I've raised this in every conversation I've had with the Israeli government uh, about this issue.
0: Trevor Phillips asked Labour's David Lammy if he agreed with Keir Starmer's remarks earlier this week that Israel had the right to withhold water and power from Gaza. Lammy said Starmer is a human rights lawyer but seemed to disagree with him, suggesting Labour's position was crystal clear that there must be access to water, food and medicine. When pushed on whether he thought Israel's actions were wrong, Lammy said he would not be an armchair general, but did admit he was concerned at the idea that people in Gaza might have to evacuate hospitals.
5: Your leader Keir Starmer said earlier this week that Israel has the right, I'm quoting here, to withhold power and water from 2.3 million people in Gaza. Do you stand by that? He has been clear that international law must be followed. He's, an, in, he's yeah, a human rights lawyer. You're a lawyer. You're a lawyer too. He's, I'm asking so you to stand clear. by that statement. He's very clear in today's papers. There, have to, there has to be humanitarian access. That means access to water, to food to medicines and, of course, utilities, and there should be safe passage for people within the country. is absolutely crystal clear in that, in, in, in in his statement, that's in all of the papers today. This is important. The Israelis have been equally clear that they are turning out, they have turned out the lights, they're not going to turn them back on, that they are not going to supply water. The implication of what you've just said is that you think the Israelis are wrong to do that. I'm not going to sit here as a sort of armchair general law lawyer attempting to make assessments when I'm not on the ground and this is an operational situation. It's my job, I think, to assert what I believe to be the rules of the game. This is a very serious, serious situation, but it must be done according to international law. And that means that... Aid has got to be there, and I do, and I am concerned. I am concerned at the suggestion that people should evacuate hospitals. I think that that is um, incredibly unlikely for those who are very seriously injured and humanitarian workers that put themselves in harm's way. It, oh. and, it, and, and in all war situations, those people remain, and there is still an obligation to minimise civilian casualties in those circumstances.
0: And finally, an emotional First Minister of Scotland, Humza Yousaf, has family trapped in Gaza. He described how his mother-in-law had called at night thinking an airstrike was imminent and was running out of food. He denounced the actions of Hamas but claimed Israel could not justify cutting off supplies to the region. Yousaf urged everyone to focus on the humanity and the suffering of the 2.2 million people in Gaza.
1: You have said that Israel has the right to defend itself, to protect itself from terror. You've also said Israel is going too far in its military actions in Gaza. What action do you think they should be taking?
2: Look, again, I'm I'm not a military strategist. Uh, We all accept, I think anybody who's reasonably minded would accept that after the barbaric terrorism we saw a week past Saturday, that of course uh, Israel has a right to protect itself. Uh, But that cannot come, cannot come at the price of 2.2 million innocent men women and children. It cannot justify cutting off water, food, fuel, supplies. I spoke to my, my mother-in-law uh, yesterday, the whole day. She hadn't eaten or she had one egg, I think she told me. She had had virtually just a, a couple of sips of water because they have dozens of people now in their house and they have little drinking water. And if that is true of my uh, in-laws, who by gas and standards have uh, money, then uh, what on earth is the plight for those uh, who who are suffering the greatest. So, uh, look, I I know there'll be a lot of discussion, quite rightly so, around the geopolitics, around the military strategy, but let's just think of the humanity here of 2.2 million people, innocent men, women and children who are suffering. And even if my in-laws get out, which I pray to God that they do, that is just two people. What about the rest? And the world is watching and we cannot stand idly by and allow people's lives to be lost, their homes to be destroyed, their hospitals to be bombed. We cannot allow any of these actions to take place uh, because uh, of the disgraceful actions uh, of a few which I
0: condemn unequivocally. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman, and this podcast was produced by Joe Bedell Brill. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes Store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our Daily Evening Blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening. Do join us again next week.